Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Taking on the Titans. Standing up for the little guy. It's the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Just a reminder that one of my guests tomorrow will be a member of the Electoral College in the United States. He's one of the people who will be voting ultimately for who's going to be president of the U.S. Now they're mandated by state law to represent the will of the people of that particular state. And my guest tomorrow has been receiving death threats because he intends to, as he's mandated to do, vote for Donald Trump. He's received death threats. Um, Fidel Castro. Why don't we start with with uh, Catherine Swift, WorkingCanadians.ca, Linda Leatherdale, at Linda Leatherdale, uh, Vice President Cambria Canada, and at Michelle Simpson, former Liberal Member of Parliament. Where do we begin? May I suggest Fidel Castro, who our Prime Minister, our current Prime Minister, has described as a legendary revolutionary and uh, says he's speaking for all Canadians in a very laudatory comment about uh, the now-dead dictator of Cuba. And what I'm seeing in the way of response on email and what I'm seeing on Twitter hardly agrees with the prime minister of this country, Michelle Linda Catherine. Hello. Hi, Roy. Hello. Hello, Roy. I just want to make sure you guys were all there. We're here. As it were. Well, if you're talking about As it were. maybe not so much. As it were. We're yeah. physically here. How do, <laughs> let's, begin with, let's begin with the death of Fidel Castro. Dictator. He, um, he harmed his people. He brutalized his people. And yet we have a prime minister who praises him in a rather laudatory manner, which is not, as I said, not being accepted by... Uh, by my listeners, either on Twitter or on email. So, why don't we begin with um, with Ms. Leatherdale? Well, it's actually insulting, Roy, quite honestly. And uh, I, too, have looked on all the social media comments, uh, certainly for out of the United States. There's, they're just, what is he smoking, Justin Trudeau? It, was this a parody or is this a reality thing that he actually is standing by his words? We have to remember that, of course, Daddy... Pierre Elliott was a very close friend of Fidel Castro, and I know as a boy he probably got to know him. But the atrocities that he has, um, his, his people suffer, albeit he might have done more for education and health care or whatever you might say, but you cannot excuse some of the actions. And so I agree with some of our other politicals who are now saying we need an apology. Catherine, people are angry. Well, frankly, I, I frankly, totally. angry. 
anybody that knows the facts about what Castro did, he's a murderer. He's a despot. He, he jailed journalists and, and others, anybody that expressed an opinion he didn't like. Uh, it, it, it boggles my mind, and I've seen, I've, I've seen the action on Twitter. <laughs> um, it, it boggles my mind that uh, Justin Trudeau would have the bad judgment, frankly. It's bad judgment. I don't care what he knew as a kid. I mean, is he really not aware of what this man did? And if he's not, shame on him. It's disgraceful. Uh, yeah. Lauding this this horrendous person. Go to Miami and speak to some Cubans there, and you'll get an earful, boy, about this this murderous despot. Yeah. And Miss Simpson. Well, to have him, the prime minister, refer to Castro as a you know, as a legendary revolutionary. I was. I really found beyond the pale in terms of his support you knew you know i expected this to come up uh because castro came to his father's funeral as you recall in 2000 and you know i i just can't believe you know he lauds the you know chinese government and gets behind someone like a Castro, you know, I, I just don't know what he's thinking. Here's what, he, here's what he said. Fidel Castro was a larger-than-life leader who served his people for almost half a century, a legendary revolutionary and orator. Mr. Castro made significant improvements to the education and health care of his island nation. That's it. Unbelievable. Yeah, leaves out leaves out about ninety percent of the true story, for sure. If you're not going exactly. to criticize Castro, who will you criticize? Yeah, really. Well, it's frightening, and and as Michelle alluded to, you know, uh, uh, Justin Trudeau has in the past said he ad- admires China's basic dictatorship, and you know th- those kinds of comments, and and really, uh, it, you know, this is Canada. I'm sorry, we the vast majority of us just don't accept that kind of class. Although he claims to speak for all Canadians. <laughs> yeah, well, not now. Not right now. Yeah, now, no. How about some thoughts on the Pierre Trudeau Foundation, which Mr. Justin Trudeau says he's really separated himself from, but interestingly enough, at a private dinner for, attended by Mr. Trudeau, or his spouse, and Chinese billionaires, after the dinner, I'm sure it was totally coincidental, a million dollars makes its way to Canada, and it's distributed. 50,000 of it is for a statue of Pierre Trudeau. 750,000 goes to, you guys know the breakdown of the million probably better than I do. Yeah. But a million dollars shortly after a private dinner for Justin Trudeau goes to his father's foundation, which Justin Trudeau, of course, has nothing to do with. <laughs> Are our fingers crossed behind our backs? <laughs> his father's foundation, Roy. That's been up and or it, the foundation with his father's name on it. That's been up and running for fifteen years. The timing really doesn't pass the smell test. It really doesn't, Catherine. Catherine. Well, I guess there's. This kind of stuff has been done by lots of governments over the years. It's always inexcusable, I'm sorry. And governments of different political stripes, so let's not, you know, just be partisan about it. But I think the real hypocrisy 
is that the the Trudeau government, when they came in, said, oh, we will never do that kind of thing. No, 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 no. That's what the other evil people do. And, of course, they're doing it. Here in Ontario, you know, where I live and where actually we all live now, don't we, right? Um, You know, the Wynn government pulled this kind of stuff. Uh, and as McGinty did before her. But anyway, the thing was, the stink got so loud eventually, she had to change the rules. And we need that to happen federally as well, clearly. Because, and, and unless we, the, you know, we, the great unwashed out here, protest this strenuously, because the, the liberals are, are defending what they're doing. Oh, this is just what the other guys did. Yeah, but you, you guys uh, said you were going to be different. And, of course, they're not. So... Let's put an end to all of this cash-for-access garbage, period. Let's squeeze in another issue before we take the break. And the issue we should squeeze in is the fighter jet purchase announced this week. So we now have a few CF-18s left. I think 77 we have left. The others have been used for parts for these old jets that really are not world-class any longer. So so now we've had this whole business about a competition. What are we going to fly? Are we going to buy the F-35 with the Super Hornet? What are we going to buy? What should we replace the uh, CF-18s with? And what we've come up with, we being the collective we, led, of course, by the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, the expert in uh, whipping out your CF-18s, um, he now has decided, with the advice of his staff, but we need 18 Super Hornets, so now we have 77 F-18s or CF-18s. We'll have 18 Super Hornets, and then we're probably going to bring a third plane online, or has he just signaled that we're going to get the Super Hornet, which is also sort of it's not going to be around forever. This is such an awful mess, and it's a political decision that, that has nothing to do with common sense or, 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 or military preparedness. Am I right or am I wrong? Well, you're right. According to all the military experts that I've read, I'm certainly not one, never would claim to be, but I've read a lot of articles by them. And, and what we have here, and, and John Iveson in the National Post wrote a terrific column. I know, Roy, you and I were uh, back and forth on email about it last week, where he said they, they made this mess for themselves, set, criticized the Harper government, and, and deservedly so, for sole sourcing the F-35, uh, and that was a fiasco, as we know, um, but now they're doing precisely the same thing, and they've, they've so-called excluded. They, they said, oh, we can't have the F-35 because the Harper government chose the F-35, even though, frankly, and, and anyway, this is probably a bigger topic than the time we have, but frankly, in, in the current time, the F-35, according to all the military people I've read, is probably the best choice. Mm-hmm. So it's pure politics, and again, liberals... They're just continuing a long tradition of many, many Canadian governments of screwing up military procurement and wasting our tax dollars. So, Michelle, what's going on now in Parliament? What's going on behind the scenes? What's going on in caucus? What's being said? Because from what I understand as well, um, the bureaucracy, let me just find the story here. The bureaucracy has been um, ordered to keep their mouth shut forever and ever about uh, the details concerning this this purchase of the uh, of the of the Super Hornet, what's going on, Michelle? That stunned me. That they it's for life that they can't talk about it. I mean, successive governments, you know, even going back to Mulroney, it's amazing have screwed up military pro- 
procurement, like equipment, with the help of D&D, by the way, who want their little goodies. And so this is all going to be hush-hush, and it'll be millions and millions and millions of our dollars wasted. Billions. I think we except, got a except, yeah, yeah, you're right. Except, Catherine, except, put a B in front of it. Except, as soon as they did that, as soon as I saw the story that said they've been um, they've been ordered to take this to the grave, Linda, I thought the word leak. The moment you tell them not to say something, somebody will. <laughs> True. And they should, too. You know, the only thing i got to say is I saw a cartoon I thought was brilliant. It has the, the, thir- the F-35, and we have a defect here, and on the side there's a face of Stephen Harper. <laughs> I think that it just, you know, it's a political hot potato. It is ridiculous, and it's going to cost the taxpayer. And why is it so day. hard to do? Yeah. As Michelle said, every single government makes a royal hash of this, spends Billions, literally, billions. tens of billions of yeah. our dollars wasted. Why is it so difficult? Why can't they listen to the darn military experts instead of their political handlers? Because, the Catherine, there are people in this country who don't believe we need a military. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, uh, when they're when they're encroaching some on of them, them uh, I'd like to hear their point of view. And some <laughs> of them are sitting in Parliament. What, yeah, well, they're wrong. What, what, I, what I really liked was, once in a while I have a moment, and I, and I decided to have a look at the boneyard in Arizona, you know, where they park thousands and thousands of, of military planes, civilian too, but military planes. So I'm, I'm on this website, and I'm looking through it, and I find these thousands of fighter planes that are just sitting there. And I thought, you want to make a deal? There's F-14s, F-15s, there's all sorts of hard military hardware just sitting there. I'm sure the Americans will sell them to you at a reasonable cost. So I put this out there, and a story from the newspaper made it easier than looking at the website. And it was amazing how many emails I received. Great idea. Wonderful idea. Let's yeah. buy those planes. Wow. Well, why not? It's a long lifespan, too, if it's taken care of properly. Yeah. Let's, so why not? Let's not, not? let's not forget about the used subs, though, that we bought. The what? The used submarines. Oh, those. <laughs> <laughs> and they can't even fire <laughs> torpedoes. Can't well, even I'm not float. Sure I want used anything. <laughs> not only they can they not submerge, they can't even float. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What's the point of having a submarine that can't? F- well, if it okay, okay, it can submerge, but it can't get back up again. That's right. That's and the I problem. I believe that was under. Cretchen's watch. I think this is a metaphor for the Canadian procurement of military equipment. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, let me take a break. We'll come back with Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, Michelle Simpson. We have another issue to get at. Stay with us. For more Roy Green, visit RoyGreen.com for podcasts, blogs, highlights, and even a nice picture of Roy. Back to the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Just a text here, a text from a text. Trump is going to go full steam ahead with uh, reviving heavy industry and the pollution it brings. And when thinks us morons are going to be driving around in mostly electric cars. Just a bit of a disconnect somewhere there. Yeah. Emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. 
and uh, texts where that one went. It is time for the last few minutes with Catherine Swiftland, uh, Levadale, Michelle Simpson. So speaking of Trump, Jill Stein, the uh, Green Party leader in the United States, who I think got 1% of the vote, has somehow come up with $7.5 million, again, I think is the number, to generate a recount of, uh, of the votes in Wisconsin. She also wants Pennsylvania and Michigan, too. And the objective here, she says, is just to verify that the process is working as it should. What do you, what do you make of this? And what's being said about this in, uh, in California, Michelle? Is there hope on the left that maybe this recount will show that Hillary Clinton's the president-elect? No, I, I haven't had that sense, Roy. Uh, they really are coming to terms. They're not happy, but they're coming to terms with the fact that Donald Trump is their president. And uh, this recount, I think, is uh, time and money wasted. It is. Yep. Uh, anything you want to add, Michelle? Uh, I mean, Linda, Catherine, to uh, to the recount. Well, one comment I saw that I thought was interesting on this topic was that Obama is recommending against it. So, if that's the case, uh, it, it would seem to me that it's a pretty useless exercise. Yeah, and so are some of the computer scientists who thought of it in the first place. So, but I mean, they're going to do it. And one of my uh, one of my friends who sees a conspiracy everywhere, I mean, he thinks that today's Saturday is a conspiracy of some kind. <laughs> he sent an email saying, you know what they've been able to do, right? Trump was right. The thing is fixed. And now they've been able to work out a plan where they can recount and make it a Clinton victory. They'll follow up with Michigan and Pennsylvania. And the whole thing is rigged. Trump was right, then Clinton's going to be declared the winner, and then we'll need a safe space. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Not buying it. <laughs> Not buying it. Any final thoughts, beauties? Yes, I enjoyed the show today, Roy, and particularly what we're seeing in appointments with Trump. And it sounds like he's going to get your environmental expert unbelievable. We're going to get rid of this green crap. And I also, Ooh. Canada's got to wake up, too, on this. Did you say green? Well, how, how much longer can we I- inflict p- massive pain on ourselves? Yep. You know, it's it just, it's absurd, really. I know, yeah. and Kathleen Wynne wouldn't even admit it. Oh, she made a mistake, oh, but yeah, she's blaming mistake. everything but the green initiative on these hydro. And Roy, again, you called it. People I cannot did. afford food. They're making choices between their hydro bill. This is a huge issue, and the liberals at their conference... Boy, oh boy, they know this could destroy them. And you know what? You don't have to be an oracle to make these calls. You just have to deal with common sense. Yeah. That's all it takes. Just common sense. And this this ideologically non-fact-based agenda, whatever form it takes, and environmental stuff is one of it, boy, it's got to go. It does have to go, and people are sending it on its way. Well, not soon enough. Well, we'll be listening in tomorrow. Lots of damage has been done. That's the sad part. A lot of people that didn't deserve it. Beauties, thank you so much. We'll be talking to a member of the Electoral College tomorrow who's received death threats because he's going to do what he's mandated to do, and that is vote for Donald Trump. Gosh. Have a great rest of a Saturday. Tolerant left. And we'll talk next week. (laughs) Okay, right.